Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two is upon us. This hour, we're going to take a look at our fantasy baseball end game picks in the pitcher list draft. I know it's a Wednesday. We will talk football. We got baseball on this show as well. Also, could we see Antonio Brown back with the Patriots? Another Antonio Brown segment. Yay. Fantasy Sports Today, hour two starts now. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia here at the show. Sean Guastamacchia producing fantasy the program. Follow me today. on Twitter at Craig Mish. Follow Joe on Twitter at JoePizzapia17. Ask us any fantasy questions you want at FNTSY Radio as well. A little bit later in the show, we'll dive back into the Patriots. It's Brown, Gronk, who will be there, who won't. Also, I've got a few picks at the end game of this uh, mock draft and pitcher list. And also, Joe had a good week last week in DFS. And so he is going to help you this week potentially win some money in DFS as well. Well, in 2019, Joe, we've done deeper dives into some players in fantasy football. And a few weeks ago, we took a look at Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings about a month ago. And since then, the guy has just completely gone off. And you and I see the same things in Michael Thomas, which is basically one of the more understated players in the last 10 years in the NFL. But he fits right into that Saints offense. And the Saints have produced some fantastic receivers in the past. They have had Cooks there. They have had Joe Horn there. They have had Marcus Colston there. They have had a lot of guys succeed, but not to this level that Michael Thomas is at and continues to be at. And he has a chance, Joe, to break the all-time single-season wide receiving record as well. So uh, those two players we could start off with and potentially and talk about Lamar Jackson as well. All right. Yeah, I like perspective. And I think perspective is always a great thing. And there's some perspective on Michael Thomas. Right now, Michael Thomas uh, has 94 catches already. That's uh, more than two teams' entire wide receiving core this year. Can you name those two teams? Hmm. I cannot. But take us take a stab at one of them. One of them is because one team does uh, tend to run the football quite a bit, especially with their quarterback. Denver, close and in, in, in the thought process. Ravens. The Ravens oh, have seventy four okay. catches by total wide receivers. Now, granted, also the, here's a little trick with this too. Both teams that have uh, less receptions at wide receiver also have very good tight ends. So Andrews, Philadelphia, obviously, correct. That's yeah. the other one. So okay. the Eagles have 93 receptions by wide receivers this year. The Ravens have 74. Michael Thomas has 94. Now, mm-hmm. granted, at the same time, yes, those offenses run differently. They have tight ends catch the football. But still, just the perspective of that, I thought that stat was unbelievable. Yeah. And I think it shows you just how bad the Eagles wide receiving core is. And we talked about it yesterday, how desperately they need to get somebody in the draft. And it's a good wide receiver draft. It's time to change that and help Carson Wentz for the love of God. Please help him. And it is amazing to think the Ravens are as good as they are and yet are not getting a lot of productivity out of their wide receivers. Not so much as Sneed. Hollywood Brown's been hurt a lot, but really they have been running the football. They've been Lamar Jackson making big plays and Mark Andrews catching the football. But other than that, that's pretty much what they are. So what's your uh, what's your perspective now that I've dropped the knowledge on you? I mean, look, what else is there to say? I mean, the guy is is having a fantastic year. I think we illustrated yesterday and go back and listen on demand. We both feel that Michael Thomas is a top five pick in fantasy. Uh, I, I wish the guy would get more credit. You think of great receivers in the NFL and they, it's the flashy guys, Joe. It's it's in the past. It was Antonio Brown. It was the it's a great Hopkins. point. He is he is, is much Jones. lower on the on the diva train than some of these other and, guys. And I know the that you're going to think that this is not true. And I know that you're going to. Maybe scoff at this, 
and and maybe okay. so. Michael Thomas is a bland name. Michael Thomas is just you know, it's right. it's not it's not a name. He's that not you a think. me 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 guy. Yeah, he's no, not that not guy. Even he's not an actual there. name, Joe. Like his actual name, Michael. Right. Thomas. It's not Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, it's not it's uh, Julio right. Jones. It's not DeAndre. Yeah. It's it's. If if Michael Thomas's name was uh, does he even have a nickname? He doesn't have a nickname. Was, does he? Billy Stone? You'd know. You'd be, oh, not like Stone. Nuke or yeah, you know have, OBJ. Right? Yeah. Doesn't have that 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 you know that. Sexiness. You know what he does have? Ninety four receptions. That's oh, what he look, does there's have. No, there's no doubt. There's, there's Here's no some doubt. Uh, more perspective. Let's do a little perspective on Lamar. Stephon Jackson. Diggs is a name everybody knows. You know. <laughs> well, that's a cool name. Let's not. Let's be honest Michael about that. Michael Thomas just has an everyday name. <laughs> Lamar Jackson doesn't have an everyday man. Well, maybe he does. Uh, has more passing touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and Philip Rivers. He also has more rushing touchdowns this year, six, oh, gosh, this is than Le'Veon Bell, Alvin Kamara, Saquon <laughs> Barkley, David Johnson, and Joe Mixon. And you're telling me he's not a first round pick in fantasy? I'm not, I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying he's is gotta be. You have to you have to understand the pool and you have to be good enough to make that ground up later on the draft. But how about that? How you know all these people was talking about you know Lamar Jackson? Oh, he's not a great quarterback. He's got more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Phil Rivers. More touchdown passes than all of those guys, and more rushing touchdowns than Lev Bell, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, David Johnson, rest in peace, and Joe Mixon. So that is incredible <laughs> too. Rest in peace. Well, I mean, you know, what do you mean by rest in he's peace? Done. He's done. Come on, he's done. He's done, Craig. I love him. He's done. Rest in peace, though. It's over. Oh God, man. God bless him. <laughs> really, uh, man. But look, they're so so does I mean you and I are you know very much pro Lamar Jackson. I just don't understand how anyone else isn't there yet. Here. I just I I I'm so upset. I have Lamar Jackson in a league. I'm not making the playoffs. It's like and and uh, that and is he, upsetting. I'm upset. It is. For and you. How is that possible? I was in too. I, we went into the draft and I'm like, look, I think we got to get Lamar Jackson, <laughs> and we didn't do it. Like, it's just, oh my god, nightmare. I've got I got uh, one more perspective for hold you. On, you. Before like, we do that, uh, before we do that, I, I can't find the um. Your perspective? You lost it? No. I hate when you lose your perspective. It's no, always the last place you look. I wanted to look for Steve Young's. Can you pull up Steve Young's numbers? Sure. Uh, I could do that for you. We're friends. We're close now. We, we hang out every day. What do you want? His career stats or just a season? His career. Steve Young. Career stats? Well, it's tricky because of the USFL. No, no, no. So. I'm just saying a year-to-year year basis. Okay. Rushing touchdowns. Okay. So Steve Young, 98. 36 passing touchdowns. Six uh, rushing touchdowns, four thousand yards. Lamar ninety four was the only year he had a huge rushing touchdown. Uh, actually, no. Go you. You keep going with your stats because I got another one here for you. Go ahead. His rushing touchdowns basically the most were six. Yeah, and seven were the. And Lamar's already got six. Right, but will Lamar have thirty six passing touchdowns this year? No, right. Probably not. Will he have? But he's got nineteen, so he's gonna get. He's probably going to scratch 30. 30. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the last week he may not play. Uh, well, will, that's true, too. Yeah. Will he have 4,000 passing yards or will he have 3,000? No. no, he'll have 3,000, right? He'll have 3,000. It's, it's hard. You can't do both. You know, it's very difficult to do both. There's not enough room in an offense. Steve Young only, man, Steve Young put up some ridiculous numbers. In- oh, Steve Young was incredible when yeah. he was a 49er. Those are some incredible, incredible years. And again, incredible talent around him, which is why everyone talks about how great Montana is. And I keep saying, well, Montana was great, but then when he left, he was good. I know he was older, but Steve Young went in there and was equally great, if not greater, probably productivity wise. And Jerry Rice certainly helps. The last perspective I have for you is Russell Wilson compared to Kirk Cousins. This year, 
Wilson, eight and two. Cousins, eight and three. Completions, Wilson, 224. Cousins, 226. Attempts, 380. 351 for Cousins. So Cousins less throws, but more completions. Higher completion percentage because of that for Kirk Cousins. Yardage, 2737, 2756. Uh touchdown to interceptions, 23 to 2. Kirk Cousins, 21 to 3. So is Kirk Cousins really wow. getting the shaft here? Should we be talking about him? You like them apples? No, that's an amazing comparison. After four weeks, can you imagine if we would have come up with that? Wow, that's that's incredible. Oh my god! And and the think that he's done most of it in this short period of time. He's also been sacked less, which helps, but uh, only five times. But QB rating one fourteen point nine, one fourteen point eight. He's having the same Wild. season Russell Wilson is, but nobody's talking about Kirk Cousins. Nobody MVP. Is. You're absolutely right. They're not even on the on the radar. I feel like Craig Mish is going to make a wager on Kirk Cousins MVP at the Probably end of the show. Probably not. <laughs> but but very well said by you. Perspective. Coming up next, the New England Patriots may have some offensive issues. We definitely found out yesterday that one of their previous main targets is definitely out. The question is, is there a chance that another is back in? We'll tell you next. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe here with you until 2 o'clock Eastern. And then we turn it over to full-time fantasy. Don't forget, this weekend you can catch Joe over on Pluto TV. Zumo TV and Sports Grid TV as he broadcasts live from the FanDuel Sportsbook, breaking down everything in the NFL on Sunday morning. We also have programming there on Saturday. And as a reminder, one week from tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, Joe, you'll be spending your Thanksgiving Day breakfast at the FanDuel Sportsbook, correct? Uh, I'm not sure if we're doing it from the Sportsbook or from the New York studio. No, 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 no. We we will be spending it talking football. The location, you know, Mike Blewett, he's a giant diva. He wants to do it in New York. You know, I think he likes the parade. I think he wants to watch the balloons. Ah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, so I think that. But we will be on TV. Don't worry. I'll be there. live in New York? Blewett lives on Long Island. He lives out on the island. So um, for him to go all the way to New Jersey that morning, he's a little worried about getting back in time. So it's fine. So we will be there talking DFS, and I'll be there at Rotal Experts in the morning at 9 on your TV and your YouTube and your streaming services. So don't worry. It's just location TV determined. Yeah. The Thanksgiving is one of my favorite days and uh, four games, three in the NFL, one in college. And then Friday, we got a lot of games too in college as well. All right. So uh, Joe, uh, let's start with Gronk. Gronk yesterday came out and said that he is uh, not coming back, (laughs) but may come back, I guess in 2020. Did I get this right? Did I screw something up in this or is that accurate? I don't know. I mean, Gronk's running up. Uh, uh, <laughs> we got a cruise. Like I don't know. Way you know, Gronk. I don't is even know what's going. I, on. You know, I, I, he's I not told playing you this year. That's it. You can cut him in fantasy. That's the end, right? You can that's cut him in fantasy. The fact that he was teasing the announcement 
it, I knew it wasn't going to be he's coming yeah. back because that kind of announcement doesn't get teased. That kind of announcement gets leaked. Agreed. And we all know that that's what happens in those things. So when he's like, oh, big announcement, 9 a.m., I knew it was something for the Gronk brand and it wasn't something else that I was going to yeah, get excited about. He's an exciting guy, a fun guy, and he really he knows how to, to market himself. If you were a single 25-year-old guy, would you go on the Gronk cruise? You know, it's been out of Miami or Fort Lauderdale the last couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah, it has. Um, pro- I mean, yeah, I guess. Why not? I guess. Is, I, that, when it, I was younger, I a, went is on it a cruise. beach party or a cruise? I forget. What is it? I think it is a cruise. That's I awesome. It, I think it is a cruise, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Chris Jericho's got a wrestling cruise happening. I can't imagine the debauchery on that. Yeah, I'd be a pass for me, Joe. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, but, but still, yes. I mean, look, you're a single guy now, Joe. There's nothing stopping you. Uh, you no, know, I don't think the Gronk cruise is for me. I'm too old for the Gronk cruise. Why not, Joe? If I was a VIP on the Gronk cruise, maybe. Like if Gronk was like, "Hey, oh, come they hang know. out. I know you're a big Pats fan. Come hang out with me." Uh, I'm not going to say no if Gronk invites me, but you know, outside of that, I'm too old for that. I've realized that at this point in my life. All right. Well, you, you, I'm you, sick today for no reason. So I'm already sick today. Imagine me after the Gronk cruise. I couldn't do the show for a month, probably. No way. Oh, I'd be done. Yeah. <laughs> I would be. I would be. Uh, my back would be out from all the twerking I'd have to Your do. It would be, be it would be difficult. It would okay. be very difficult. I'd have to work out for a couple of weeks just to go on the cruise. Okay. So away from Gronk we go. Let's go back to our old friend who we haven't had a chance to talk about for six weeks. Thank goodness. Yesterday, Antonio Brown puts puts probably the most coherent tweet out that he's put out all season long, apologizing to Robert Kraft for the way that he handled himself. This comes a week after he ballistically went out after the NFL. It is like trying to keep up with this guy is virtually impossible uh, and there is this theory that is out there that he did that because he's trying to work his way back into the good graces of the Patriots and of course we know that we're all very clear at this point that this Patriots offense is nowhere near what it has been in years past obviously that would be better with Antonio Brown Antonio Brown is still facing discipline from the league at this point the Patriots why hasn't he faced it yet like, is what's it? been going on all this time? Where's the discipline? Like, what are they doing at the league office where they can't make a decision about I, this I and the other know. things? I don't know, but this they, they're handling the process of it. There's there's a thought Damn. process, too, that, that Brown, who has not been paid by the Patriots, I guess, is, is going to sue the Patriots if they decide not to pay him because he did sign a contract. And there is some legal jargon that that is stipulating that there's a good chance that Brown's going to end up getting paid, whether he plays for them or not. I believe it's $7 million. Okay, so I've got A.J. Green at about a 10% chance. <laughs> <laughs> of playing the rest of the season. I, I think that I could put Brown at like 15%, but not much higher than that. I am not, I would, I would pick up green and I am not advocating picking up Brown, but I suppose if there's any wackiness in the Patriots world, which is left. And I, I guess that maybe there's a chance of that, but I'm not feeling overly confident of it. And I'm not really buying into this conspiracy theory. I think in a dynasty league, you're pretty much safe holding Brown. I think he'll be back next year. Uh, I think he'll be suspended, by the way, next year, too, for two games, four games or something. But uh, I think he'll be on an NFL field next year. I don't know who it'll be with. It'll probably not be with the Raiders. I know it won't be with Pittsburgh. I doubt it will be with New England. So what do you think this year? Antonio Brown, any inkling of chance that he plays for you, Joe? I want it to be more than A.J. Green's percentage, but I don't think I think it's less. I really do. I I, I don't want it to be. I think Tom Brady wants. And by the way, did you see who liked that? A tweet or that Instagram post or whatever it was, Tom Brady did. Yeah, I don't know if you caught that. So I think that's that's what's fueling look, a lot of the fire here. A little to it, yeah. Look, I'm I'm not. I don't. Tom Brady knows that. he needs Antonio Brown right now. He knows it in the worst way. Tom Brady is not stupid. He knows what's going on, and Antonio Brown knows 
that the Patriots don't have a lot of shame. So if there's a way to get him back in there, if they're paying him anyway, as, as Antonio Brown kind of remarks, they might as well get something out of me if they're going to have to pay me anyway. My whole thing is, how does this work with the whole investigations? Why don't yeah. they have like, I don't know why this hasn't been cleared up already. Why have, you know, is, are we living in a world now where Antonio Brown can say, you know what? I do want to play. I'll be a good citizen, whatever it is. The Patriots go, okay, well, you know, we'll take you back. And then they say, okay, league office, here's a week. Go figure it out. Are they going to then suspend him for two games and then he's okay for the playoffs? I, I have no idea how this would no, possibly I'm not work. Sure. I'm not sure. He's also such a you know wackadoo. Right. That, in 12 that, hours, they'll tweet something else. Exactly. And, and, and I think that's the risk that you're taking. And, you know, you, you sign him and then all of a sudden it's another mistake. And so I, I think like you, I, I think nothing happens. And I think in the offseason, the NFL mandates some testing with him, you know, like some some sort of just just speaking to somebody to see if this guy can hold it together to play in the NFL again. And I do believe he'll be back. I think he'll play next year. I, I, I do, you do. I believe that. But uh, again, it's going to have to be in a situation that is, I just don't know what they're going to suspend him for in, in oh, the sense well, of well, there's no some, criminal there's there's no criminal charges here. There's no it's not like the Mark Walton situation where he you know, where there's clear criminal charges being filed. These are civil lawsuits, which yeah, make it really NFL, difficult. The civil lawsuits entity, are just about man. money. NFL could do whatever they want. They this, can. But the problem is it's just a thing to mute him right now just to keep him off the field until they can figure it out in the offseason. I don't be. know. I just don't why. They, you know, I guess they will. I guess that's their plan just to push it to the offseason. But. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of frustrating because in the sense of their civil lawsuits, civil lawsuits are about money. That's what they're about, period. So these people are asking for money. They're not asking for Antonio Brown to pay for his crimes upon them. They're asking him to literally pay for the crimes that they claim are upon them, which is fair. That's fine. But I think you have to look at that and kind of you know remember where we're at with all this stuff. And it's a very tricky line. And I don't know what what's taking them so long if they were looking into this what now because he's not on a team they can just push it off like just figure it out i don't understand it's it's very frustrating and and i know tom brady's probably frustrated and i know he's willing to go down this antonio brown route again do you think that there i see i think there's zero chance this happens you actually think it's 15 i think i think there's about a 15 percent chance um and i think it's the eagles you know that's what i think i, I don't think there's any chance of the patriots i think it's the eagles that would do it Wow, three teams in one season. That's crazy. I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if the Eagles win two more games, two in a row, they're right there. They play Dallas. Like, that's what I but would they, do. They, you go to that same thing. They're going to put him on the exempt list then. If he, gets, if he comes back for a team, he's going to get on the exempt list. Right? Pro Football no, Talk is reporting he could, they'll figure it out by next week. That's what they're saying. Well, if Pro Football Talk is figuring they'll figure it out by next week, meaning the, the suspension or what have you? They're, they're, they're figuring out whether or not they can clear him to play. They'll determine whether or not he could be cleared or if they continue the investigation that should happen either this week or next week. Yes. So if that's the case, then I think it's higher. He's back with the Patriots because if they clear him of it, there's nothing stopping the Patriots from going back there. And Antonio Brown is going to want to play for the Patriots before he goes and wants to play for the Eagles. I guarantee you that Patriots are nine and one. That's a lock to go to the playoffs. If you're Antonio Brown, why do you want to go play for the Eagles? If you have that choice, they paid more money. Uh, AB is a wacky dude like that. I think AB wants the AB knows the most money he can make is go out there and be dominant in the playoffs and make a big Super Bowl run. Yeah, Antonio I mean, Brown's MVP of the Super Bowl or or caliber millions of dollars to come play the end of the season too. I mean, I think your fandom's getting in the way here. No, it's not. I, I'm looking at the perspective of Antonio Brown is looking at two teams. He could go play a couple weeks for the Eagles and maybe they make the playoffs, or he can go play the Patriots who are a lock in the playoffs already. 
and you get that Super Bowl ring, you get to go play with the Patriots, you get to bump your stats up with Tom Brady, who you already know that system. Why would you want to go learn another system? Like you've already kind of got the playbook there. You already kind of been in the culture a little bit. It's a hard sell, I think, to go to a third team in one season. I think there's a lot of reasons you go. You play for the Patriots. You build up your value. You become a model citizen or whatever close to he can for that period of time. You have a giant playoff impact where you know you're going to make an impact in the playoffs. And then you get paid off that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't see any of it, but uh, it, it's possible. Not impossible. All right. Coming up next, we will dive uh, back into some fantasy baseball talk. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook. Listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. And here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. Place your first bet. DraftKings is going to match it. 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, and you can only use DraftKings if you're in a location where sports betting is legal, like New Jersey. Welcome back to the show. Craig and Joe back here with you. Coming up next, we'll take a look at some of the DFS values potentially that you can score on this week. But before we do that, we mix it up with a little baseball talk here on the show. And uh, Joe, my first mock draft of 2020 is still going on. At this point, it is. I uh, can't believe this. We've been done for a week and change. Embarrassing. It really is. And I and and, and look, you're supposed to be in the A draft. I'm in the B draft. Yeah, I'm it, is, it is really guy. embarrassing. And not to call anybody out, because, again, you understand the parameters when you set this thing that it's a, a slow draft. But there are just some people in this that are taking a day to draft like it's it's one pick a day. Now, uh, I've made uh, 20 picks. I would say that there has been maybe once or twice where the pick came in late at night, like 11.30 p.m., where I didn't draft till the morning. That's definitely happened once or twice. Uh, I've never, but during the day, there's, yeah, there's been an hour or two at times that I haven't made a pick, but never like a full day. Like it hasn't, I, I usually make my pick right away, but whatever. Okay, we're still going on here. I'll give you my picks from uh, rounds 15 through 20. And if you have any opinions on any of these guys, feel free. Uh, Lord is Gurriel Jr. who came on like gangbusters. Oh, yeah. Right. Right after. I mean, ironically, they like sent him a message and sent him down to the minors. He came back and like played like a star in the second half of the season. I'm not sure where he'll play on Toronto, but he'll play somewhere left field, infield somewhere. Uh, Carlos Martinez went very late in this one. I think he'll be the closer of the Cardinals going into next year. I assume so. They have Gallegos who had a great year, too. They could also sign someone. We know that Carlos Martinez is probably on the back end in terms of health and in terms of his career, but I would think he's the favorite for saves right now. Uh, not sure. Oh, back end, he's 28. 
I mean, yeah, he's had a lot not. of injuries, though, man. Well, do you remember this summer? I believe it was on this show. We talked about it. You asked me what Carlos Martinez coming back. What happens? Who's the guy? And I said they should make him the closer. It was on FST. And I felt very strongly because I think that's how you keep this dude healthy. You go out there. You give him a clean inning. You know when he's coming in. You know how many pitches he's going to throw. You can monitor him and not have him go three. You know, after three days, you give him a mandatory rest day. It makes the most sense for him. It makes about sense for the organization, and you save twenty four games after that. So uh, that turned out to be honestly one of the better calls in baseball. I think last year by an organization was to put the you know Carlos Martinez in that role. Yeah, and and so I took him late. Uh, Brian Reynolds. Why 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 he went so late? I have no idea. But Brian Reynolds was an absolute monster for Pittsburgh last year. I can make the case he was their best player. Uh, played one hundred thirty four games when he was called up. Sixteen home runs. On base percentage of thirty seven percent, and look, sophomore slumps always possible. But man, seventeenth round is my fourth outfielder. Okay, uh, Brian Anderson of Miami, I, I still think has some more juice in that bat, and he plays third. He plays the outfield. I took. He's him. a nice little player. Yeah, that, extra, extra, extra uh, a, a great starter on another team on Miami, an extra fantasy player. Yeah, that's and well, but you also mentioned dual eligibility, and that's always helpful nowadays. A yeah. guy you can rotate around positions is huge because he qualifies in the infield and the outfield. So that's that's always a big one. The Reynolds, I don't get. I'm with you. He had a great run. He was hitting the two hole most of the year. Uh, really Pittsburgh nice season. Is, Pittsburgh. There's some there's some scuttle that Pittsburgh is tearing this whole thing down. So if that's well, he's only case, 24, why would they I, get rid of I, him? He's cheap. No, not him, but around every everybody else. Oh. So you know, that much he, around him already. Josh oh, Bell and that's not true. Josh Bell and Marte Bell and Marte. Okay. Well, Marte's gone. That's for sure. We know that maybe but Bell he, too. Well, if that's the case, but look, even more to the point, somebody's going to hit the baseball. I mean, I don't I mean, know. I'm, I'm just looking at it like Brian. Reynolds very is still a nice investment where you got yourself, him. man. It's very hard buyers. But anyway, look, he, I, it's we're four months away from knowing anything. Uh, D Gordon's career is also coming to a close. Uh, the he's his steals are going down every year, but I really didn't do a good job early on of taking steals. And so in the 19th round, I took him I again, did the 19th, same thing. 19th round. I'm a, I'm assuming if I set a Vegas total on his steals for this coming year, I still would have to put it at like 25 or 26. Oh, I'm thinking 35. He only played 117 games last year, Craig. It's part of what's going on though with him. He's breaking down. I, I get it. It's fine, but he's 31. I'm not ready to completely throw in the towel yet. And in the, I did the exact same thing you did. I took him as well. And I did not do very well on steals because I was so power hungry. And uh, I just want all the power I can get. I don't see how, even if he plays, give me 125 games. I think he steals 30 bags without a doubt. I think that he only got caught five times. If you were telling me he got, he only stole 22 bags last year and he got caught 12 times. I would say I'm really worried. But he only got caught five times in 22. So 22 of 27 is a pretty good rate still. I'll take my chances late with D. Gordon and pay nothing for him and, and yeah, throw him nothing. in there where he's got good matchups. Yeah. And then the 20th round, I took Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers was going higher in every draft last year, but because of the month debut that he had, and he was hurt, by the way, the whole year playing hurt, I still think that he's going to take over, and I think he's going to be really good uh, at second base for the Rockies. They have Hampson there. They McMahon played well. We know their shortstop is a superstar that no one talks about. 
there could be a trade also. Let's let's not rule that out. Colorado could go for some pitching there, but and because they do kind of have a logjam there at second base. Also, I think Ian Desmond is coming toward the end. They could yeah, move Rogers definitely. to the outfield. They could move Hampson to the outfield. Uh, that Daniel Murphy signing was the weirdest signing ever yeah, last first year. Base is you know kind of a possibility. So I, again, uh, a Coors Field guy with a chance to play twentieth round. Fine. I still have a few picks left. I got to get some extra pitching. I, I'm going to have to take a pitcher or two here. Starting. Who are some up. of the pitchers on the board? Maybe we can decipher some of those names that are out there. Well, if if you give me a second here, sure. <laughs> well, in the meantime, I'll I'll talk about what a stupid idea it was for the Colorado Rockies to sign Daniel Murphy. Why you'd put money into Daniel Murphy coming off knee surgery? I know he's a really good hitter, professional hitter. You go look at the splits. Clearly, at this point in his career, Colorado's propping him up a little bit. But you mentioned Hampson. You mentioned McMahon. You mentioned Rogers. You mentioned all these guys that they have. They kind of profile second, first base, and you know, moving guys around. I just don't get it. I don't understand why you wouldn't go ahead and and take that money and spend it elsewhere, or overpay some pitchers to come over there and give you a little bit of uh, of depth of rotation. Because Kyle Freeland certainly bottomed out last year after a good year. Herman Marquez is nice with the strikeouts, but other than that, it's tough. Yeah, it's I don't get it. The Daniel Murphy signing was so bizarre to me because like the best thing they had in that organization was the depth on the right side of the infield, and then you basically got a guy that the only spot you can play him is on the right side of the infield. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it, it didn't make much sense, but again, another player's career is coming to an end. All right, uh, here is what's left uh, for pitching. Tyon's out for like the year or half the year. Uh, Chris Archer, I'm sorry, I'm out. No, nope. I'm not nope. doing that. Jay Happ, Rich Hill, uh, Yavaldi, who knows what he is anymore. Quintana, you got 90 innings of Rich Hill coming at you. Quintana. Quintana is the most, that is the most baffling guy ever. Yeah, How done. did he go from being so good, so steady in the American League, going to the National League and basically becoming half the man he used to be? I don't get it. I have yeah. no idea what's going on with that guy. Porcello will be somewhere else. He could be an Atlanta guy. He That's stinks. a possibility. <laughs> Kikuchi, no thanks on. No. Stripling, no. Arietta. Stripling is worth a flyer. Arietta. He's so, a decent pitcher. I don't know what happened to Jake, man. Bell's I think fine. I think Stripling is, is a decent pitcher. I really do. And, and you know, Arietta is another guy, too. Talk about a guy. No, done. Incredible <laughs> run. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not talking about him. But I actually argued with Brad in the uh, NFC. I liked him a lot going into the year. So did Brad Ziegler. And I argued with him about that was a terrible take. And uh, turned out Jake Arietta was uh, not good. Let's put it that way. All right. Okay. There. Easy there. Uh, John Lester, Let's Kyle Freeland, Alex Wood, Keichel. Godly, Mats, Marco Gonzalez, Kyle Gibson. Jimmy Nelson. Matt's is another one, too, that's kind of infuriating, but has some skills. I wonder if he's going to be one of these lefties that figures it out, figures it out late. Because, you know, that happens sometimes. And he's starting to, you know, if he doesn't figure it out late, he's not going to figure it out at all. And sometimes those lefties do. Sometimes when they get to like 29, you go, oh, look, and a lot of light goes on. And all of a sudden it makes sense for them. All right, let me finish up here. Uh, Trevor Williams. No, Ronaldo Lopez. No, I think Stripling's your guy. Let me keep. I would take a shot. Stripling's a Uh, decent pitcher. There's got to be somebody better than that. Good minor league track record. Had a good run two years ago. Last year was not healthy. Got bounced around from the rotation and 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 in and out. We all know the Dodgers always have injuries. So I would. I think Stripling's that guy. Go for quality innings, not looking for a. Don't look for a starter. Look for quality innings right now. And I think Stripling's at least quality innings. Pomerantz. 
Gonna what, end up are you, how are about Johnny Cueto this afternoon? How about Johnny Cueto? I mean, you could. I mean, Johnny Cueto looked good when he came back at the end. He of did. He did. He had some moments. You know what? Remind me of, of a Cueto pick. Uh, let's see who else. But Johnny Cueto in the queue, but Ross Stripling in the queue. Wayne Wright. I don't understand. What's wrong with Stripling? He's got 93 Ks last he, year. He always goes to the bullpen. But that's, yeah. But again, would you rather have a guy who gives you good, a good hundred something innings, or would you rather have a guy that gives you a crappy 170? In this format, did that, and that's a no-brainer. You take Stripling there. Jordan Lyles is a free agent; going to end up somewhere decent. You're going to try to convince yourself, aren't you? Until you find another name. Quato, I can understand where you're at. I get it. Plutko, I get. Who? Plutko. Eh, no strikeout rate for me. I got. I got nothing else. All right, so uh, let's do this. Quick timeout is upon us. We'll come back. We'll talk a little DFS. We'll stop throwing random baseball players' names. <laughs> we'll be back with more fantasy sports today after this. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe with you here. And full-time fantasy is coming up at the top of the hour, 2 o'clock Eastern. The very important injury report in the NFL will be out in full force. We'll be able to determine who potentially could be in. And who could be out for this weekend in fantasy football? The other thing that really gets hot this time of the year is the DFS action. I see a lot of people posting their DFS lineups. And uh, I know Daily Roto is doing a great job winning for a lot of people here on the FNTSY and Sports Grid television. Yeah, so my boy Ricky like, Sanders keeps making money. A lot of money. A lot of money I'm seeing out there. So that's really good. Uh, what about you, Joe? This week, you get any uh, interesting options? Well, last week was a really last week was a really good week. And I'll tell you that lineup that we did about the um, basically the average salary per spot in your lineup uh, Uh that wins the million dollar contest. That lineup cashed everywhere in every single cash game and it cashed in tournaments, too. So it was a good week there with that. And I'm going to go out there and give you at least a semblance of it again to remind everybody kind of what it looks like. So uh, when you're looking at quarterback on FanDuel, let's start there. You're looking at a quarterback somewhere around the 76 range. That and again, a reminder, everybody, this is the average salary per spot. Uh, so QB, RB1, RB2, let's call them wide receiver one. And this is not just a cash game lineup. It actually sounds like a cash game lineup, but is the average salary that wins the million dollar lineup. And it turns out to be very useful. So in quarterback this week around the 7600 mark, you're looking at guys like Josh Allen, maybe a tough matchup, but he's at home. Uh, You're looking at Tom Brady at home as well. You're looking at Winston against the Falcons. I like Josh Allen there at 78. I think that's a nice bargain there. You look at the running backs. You want to spend 82 or somewhere around there and about 7K 
And that's perfect because that's names like Nick Chubb and Leonard Fournette. And I think when you're talking about matchup, when you're talking about situation, how much they touch the football, I think Chubb and Fournette are certainly guys you would lock in. You would agree with that, right? Yep. Yep. I, All I right. Like Chubb, I like Chubb a lot. Now, somewhere around the wide receiver one, you're looking about 7,200. It's a little tricky this week, but I know he's been frustrating all year. I am the guy who is obviously the biggest critic of this guy, but the targets are coming. The matchup is good. Odell Beckham at 7K, not bad. Uh, Conversely, to John Brown, who was in the same lineup last week, who is the wide receiver two, which is usually around 66. John Brown, 6,500. Devontae Parker. I love John Brown. Yeah, he was in, he's in this lineup last week with Josh Allen. Can we, can guess we, what? Can we just he's focus on him for a minute here? Hold on. Fantasy sure. Wide receiver points 2019. <laughs> can, you, can you tell well, that? You just I'm, look at the game log and tell. It, I I, I want to look up. Um, I want to look up where John John Brown Joe is 13th in the entire NFL in fantasy yeah, points because he's been consistent. He's had a 10 point floor and That's somewhere a wide around receiver a one. Because every week, look, here's the reception. Wide Ready? receiver one. Seven, seven, four, five, 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 four, five, nine. And he's got a good matchup, I think, this week, too. After you watch what Diggs did, I don't see why Brown can't do the same. He's He's uh, been better than Keenan Allen. He's been better than DeAndre Hopkins. You know, which Hill's is stunning. Been, Hill's been hurt, so that's that's, that's a part of it. Um, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen. Wow, man. Great year mm-hmm. for him. Now, he hasn't won you a lot of weeks, but he's been a, a component of winning weeks because every week you can know he's double digit points. Just lock him up there. Uh, Devonte Parker has been another guy too. We talked about him earlier in the show. You're looking at wide receiver three, somewhere around 59 and change. He is at six K this week fits in perfectly. Uh, if you're looking for a guy, a tight end, usually the tight end in this lineup is about 6,500 this week. Eh, injuries, not so much, but at 61, Zach Ertz is floating around right there. And at flex, you're looking at a player around uh, 6,200. I'll pay up a little bit more, and I'll spend up for DJ Moore, another guy who's just talk about steady. Uh, where is he on that list? I'm curious. He's probably right. 23rd. 23rd. Now that's because he's got one touchdown. You know, I guess, I bet I, it, I guess so, yeah. If you add another, like, if you add three touchdowns to him, my goodness, he is right in that conversation with Brown, I think. And look, then this gives you basically five grand to spend on defense, this lineup. And this is a very high floor and high ceiling lineup at the same time. And that's kind of the point trying to make here. And on the DK side, we'll do that one, too, for those of you who like the uh, the DraftKings side of things. Um, same kind of concept, basically. You know, uh, 6,200, what you're looking for, a quarterback. Guess who fits in? Josh Allen. Oh, my goodness. Again. The new Cam Newton, Josh Allen, is right there for you. Uh, Nick Chubb also fits in there again. A guy that we used last week in this lineup, Joe Mixon, because of the volume on DK. Guess what? He fits in there at 59, which is pretty good. So Mm -hmm. you're looking at RB1 at 8.2. Chubb is 8.1. Mixon's 5.9. So a little bit more you got to spend. But Josh Allen was right there at 64 at the quarterback. And the average is 62. Uh, You can add John Brown to this lineup at 67. You can then continue on there. Golden Tate at 57. Wide receiver two is at 59. So Golden Tate right in this. Uh, If you believe in uh, guys who chirp and then get the football, Tyler Boyd fits the bill because at wide receiver three at 4.9, he is 5K this week. Uh, Talking about tight end, it's kind of rough. Tight end average for the millionaire maker, 4.5. 
Guess who's there? Ryan Griffin. Our boy, Ryan Griffin Ryan at 4.2. And then, of course, for Flex, you're looking for somebody in the range of 4.5. Uh, you've got, guess who, 4.5, Hunter Renfro, who's been a target monster for the last month. And then that gives you a total of $3,500 left to spend at defense. And the Pats are 33 this week, just saying, against the Cowboys. All of a sudden, nobody likes the Pats' defense anymore. So it's kind of interesting when you think about it. These are lineups where we're talking about volume. These are names that are focal points. You know, you say what you want about Joe Mixon. Say what you want about Golden Tate. They are touching the football. And that's what you want in DFS. You want to give yourself opportunity. Yeah, really good options. And these kind of lineups give you options for points. Yeah, and I think you have to try and find those diamonds there. It's uh, it's really hard to do. Um, By the way, some of the bow is, you know, as you're reading, I'm going through some of the back end receivers that were taken really high Mm -hmm. that aren't in the top 12, 24, like, uh, like, you know, top 24, top 25 guys. Uh, Odell Beckham, 32nd overall. Oof, wow. Juju, 30, bust. 39th, 39th overall. Unbelievable. Hilton, because the injury is 42nd. Devontae Adams, 59. Wow. Yeah. This, injuries, too. You know, not on the field. Oh, for, yeah, that's you know, that's, that's part of it. But we, we're going to have to play that. Resi- What's funny is that people don't want to put the injuries in and they don't want to play the result. But then next year, when the guys get hurt again, uh, what do you what do you what's your excuse at that point? Like you got hurt. Well, the this, year is before. The, this was kind of the cautionary tale with A.J. Green going into this year, too, of early drafting A.J. Green because he had had some injuries. And it was like, oh, look, if you're drafted in July, be careful of this. And then what happened in August? He got hurt. So, you know, and there's are people who do those early drafts. A lot of them happen. You think Anthony Miller will ever be anything? I was very, I love Trubisky. Yeah, it's such a shame, man. 96. I'll tell you overall. what, if Andy Dalton shows up there, I think the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> I big red. That's what I want to see. You're telling me that Andy Dalton's not there. They don't have a winning record. I think that's, I think it's absolutely true. A winning record. Yeah. I think the bears have a winning record right now. Which games would they have won with Andy Dalton? Oh, well, there's enough games. You have to go back. Okay. Well, they, I don't think they would have challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. They would have beaten the Raiders. They would have beaten the Raiders. Okay. Let's see. Uh, They put up, let's see. Where else are they? They wouldn't have beaten the Broncos when they lost 16. uh, Oh, no, they won that one. 16, 14. Yeah, they won on the end. Yeah. They lost to opening night. They lost. They only scored three points that night. Yeah, but what was the opponent? It was the Packers. They only okay. scored three points. They and they only gave up ten. So it's not like they couldn't have gotten thirteen points. <laughs> Come on, I mean, it's uh, sad. Uh, there's a chance of that one. The only one I'm given is the Raiders at the moment. What about the Chargers? They lost to the Chargers seventeen sixteen a couple weeks ago. Okay, so there's two, and that makes them a five hundred team, doesn't Correct. it? Correct. Yes. So just say not above 500. No. So what you about said the Lions? 500? You couldn't have beat the Lions. They lo- Oh, no, they won that. One. They beat the Lions. What ah, damn it. Listen, you're you're. you're what about the Rams? Could they have beat the Rams Sunday head. night? No, they would not. No, you no. still don't think so. No, the Rams. No red rifle. No, they would not. Couldn't have beaten the Eagles when they lost 22, 14 to the Eagles. No, they were down 21, nothing in that game or 22, nothing in that game. No, okay. they were down, actually they were down 19, nothing in that game. They came back and it looked closer than it was. I watched that game because I had the Bears, Joe, in that stupid game. Were they down because Trubisky was terrible? That was part of it, but their defense also uh, they played horrible. By the way, I will add to that, and no indictment on Marlon Mack's defensive, um, not Marlon Mack, Khalil Mack, defensive player of the year, has not been good. 
this year. Khalil Mack has not been near what he was in the past. No. Well, last year he was insane. So but he is he has gone from a 10 out of 10 to a 5 out of 10 this year. Not good. For whatever reason. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, to to answer your question in, in now looking at a deeper dive into this, the Bears with a different quarterback would be a 500 team with more creative play calling and a different quarterback they probably would be above 500. Some of the play calling for the Bears, and it has been illustrated, by the way, on YouTube, they showed about six or seven plays last year where they hand it to Trubisky, and then he hands it to Cohen, and then Cohen hands it to the receiver, Allen Robinson, and then Allen Robinson throws it, and then there's another play where Jordan Howard throws it, and then there's another play where Burton is there. Like They had so much creativity, like Kansas City creativity, and this year, there's been zero. It could be just because they don't have the offensive line, and they don't have Trubi- and they have Trubisky. Very possible, but I think that the play calling, if you ask any Bears fan, will also tell you that that is indeed the case. All right, so we've come to the end of the show. Wow, it went by so fast. Sorry that we have to leave you, but Joe has got to get healthy for tomorrow's show, which is our usually our biggest show of the week on Thursday because we preview everything in the NFL and and college football. So Joe's got eight more podcasts to tape today. We got to let him go. <laughs> before we that do all? that, we, before we do that, we'll come back and we've got our final segment of the day, which is our exit velocity. And just a reminder for those of you who are listening on demand, as I always do, iTunes, Android, Stitcher, and Google Play, however you listen to our show, please like and subscribe to this show. Very important. And for those of you who are especially our iTunes users like me, uh, that that show gets populated, sent to you every single day. You'll get a notification and the show will be sent to you. And you don't even have to listen to the two hour show. I'll be honest with you. Uh, very hard to listen to any show these days for two hours. Our attention spans are not what they were. And not everybody is sitting in the car for hours at a time. So if you want to pick and choose or fast forward, you can do that on demand very easily by even downloading our app, the FNTSY app. But it's also available where every single podcast is heard. We are doing great things here at Sports Grid TV, at FNTSY Radio, and really with everything that we're doing here in terms of programming, you have the opportunity to listen to our show when you want to listen to it, how you want to listen to it, and most importantly, specifically what you want to listen to in the two-hour show that we do every day, Monday through Friday, from noon to 2 Eastern here on FNTSY Radio. And we'll be back with the two-minute warning here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. As always, we end the show. Could be a little baseball, could be a little football, but there's no doubt with two minutes to go here on our Wednesday edition of the show, we end with the two-minute drill. The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your 
together. Is that gonna be enough time? And we end the two-minute drill with a fun but really kind of sad story in Major League Baseball. One of the fun stories in all of 2019 was the run by the Washington Nationals and their theme song and the player that was behind it, as everybody knows by now, was Gerardo Parra. Gerardo Parra and the baby shark ran right through the postseason, ran right through the regular season. They were 19 and one. They went on the great run. And Parra, of course, wanted to use baby shark because his two year old daughter loved the song. And Parra ended up winning himself a World Series. And so what you're saying, Craig, why is this a sad story? This is a great story. Parra's decided to leave the States. He's going to play in Japan for the Omari Giants next year. So no more Baby Shark at the ballpark for Washington. No more Baby Shark in the United States. Parra, after winning the World Series and hitting 276 for his career, gotta say good job, Parra. Chase that money down. No terms yet in terms of the money. My guess is it's millions and millions of dollars to take his show on the road, got to understand that th- that Parra has never received a big long-term contract, and he could honestly have a one busted year this year and be out of the league. I get it, I understand it, but no more baby shark in the states, at least for the time being, as Parra is headed to Japan. We'll end the show with the baby shark. Thanks again to Joe Pizapia, my co-host, and for my producer Sean Guastamacchia. I am Craig Mish. Looking forward to talking to you guys again tomorrow at noon. Dr. Roto's up next with Full-Time Fantasy. Have a great Wednesday night, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow at noon. See you.